Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break fun show. So far, you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. Discussed that I went to Top Gun Maverick last night. It was excellent. I recommend you and everybody go see it. Okay, how about the Elvis movie? Elvis movie comes out on Friday. I'm sure that'll be packed also in the theaters. Thank you to Breezy for that tidbit. Yes, it's been an interesting show. I've gotten under your skin a couple times with correct calls. Um, like Hayden Moore. Um, can't committee to Nebraska and in doing so, in doing so, canceling his official visit to Colorado. I doubt the Colorado media reacts like the Nebraska media to something like that. Well, which, in, in their defense, Colorado is a Broncos NFL state, or they got the Avalanche playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. So you're saying they don't overreact because they got other things? They to think have about. other shows in the state than just one. Yes, that's why they don't overreact. They don't care. They don't care at all. But you admit we overreact. Well, we have nothing else to react to. Right, so, yeah. You. Thank you. Yeah, we okay, do. Okay. By the way, the text line, Uh-oh. for the most part, Uh-oh. is concerned about Gus. Gus. <laughs> Gus told us in the last segment. Now, remember he's 19, okay? He, he, before he, he, he said that. the words, I don't like Tom Petty, which we both <laughs> were stabbed in the heart. Uh, it, simultaneously and dropped our heads below the mics yeah, in it, disbelief and shock. The words were said. The words were said. He he said them into a microphone. You know what that feels like to me? It, what The words he said is like somebody saying to me, I don't have a, a kid, but s- someone's saying, your, your baby's ugly. <laughs> Same thing. Gus saying to our faces that Tom, he doesn't like Tom Petty, is like telling me that my baby is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. It's the same damn thing. <laughs> oh. Dare you disparage <laughs> my loves of this world? <laughs> he's, not even he's, a sh- he's ashamed of himself. He's, he's all right. He he just said he wants give me something in the last ten years. I don't and, play. I don't play what that I music said, very often. And what I said is there just hasn't been any good rock in the last ten years, or not much good rock. Gene Simmons of Kiss says rock and roll is dead. You know who Gene Simmons is? Yes, Gene I know. Yes, Gene Simmons yeah. from Kiss. Yes. Yeah. Okay, before we move on, I, this is a very important text from somebody that would know. Because we had in the mailbag, we were asked about the different bottled waters. Okay. Aquafina is Coke. No, that's Pepsi. And Dasani is Coke. Okay. This is, this is from Mark, who said he was a Coke driver, Coke a Coke truck driver for eight years of his life. So okay. he knows Coke products very well. Okay. Ready for this? Yeah. Dasani is filtered with reverse osmosis. It loses most of its, most of its flavor, in his opinion. Aquafina is spring water with minerals, so it tastes more natural and oxygenated in flavor. Is that a word? Oxygenated? Yeah, I think it is. And I, that makes Not sense. Not reverse osmosis filter. I okay. will tell you this, Jake. I will tell you this. When I see... Denali and and Aquafina. I go to Aquafina naturally. 
I think it's more about the bottle though than taste. I do I think oh, Sonny's bottle's cooler. <laughs> are we on debate this? No, I'm not going to. It I'm fits just it in my cup holder in my truck better. The the really yeah Aquafina does yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit, a little bit bigger than design. It seems like it's got that design's got design's got that little thin top, and right. it kind of comes down. <laughs> we're, we've, we've, we need to time. get to a more productive. discussion. Well, we're going to. Thank you for yeah. the text, and please call or text four zero two four six four five six eight five, or watch us on the video stream on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Okay. I saw something yesterday that I think we're aware of, but it put it into perspective about the records, uh, the win totals for Nebraska in the Big Ten West over the last. Uh, four seasons since eighteen. Mm-hmm. Since eighteen, you including eighteen? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, go. Interesting, <sighs> fascinating. Here, to me. since twenty eighteen, sip. Here are the amount of wins, not just in the Big Ten, but overall wins. The amount of wins for each Big Ten West team since twenty eighteen. Here we go. Iowa, thirty five. Okay, Wisconsin thirty one, Minnesota thirty, Northwestern. Newt Fitzgerald, 22. Purdue, 21. Illinois, 17. Nebraska dead last with 15 wins over since 2018. Iowa has 20 more wins since 2018 than Nebraska. 20! 2-0. I, I, we knew that Iowa was playing well last four seasons that Nebraska was not. I didn't know it was this wide of a gap. 20-win difference since 2018. Yeah, you. I, I, I thought it was interesting your takeaway on this, what you wrote. I applaud you. You wrote this on our rundown, which is our essentially our show script, right? Yeah. Our, it gives us a guideline. It's our guide. Yeah. You wrote this. For those who wonder what rock bottom is, you believe they've already hit it and will bounce back. This seems like rock bottom. It does. When you put these stats up here and you see Nebraska is, is dead last since 2018 and wins in your, in your division with Illinois in the division, who has had now two coaches in the last, since 2018, mm-hmm. Lovey Smith and Brett Bielema, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it can get worse. I know you're, you're always tempting fate there by saying, oh, yeah, you can't get worse. You, you, you didn't win zero games. Well, it could get worse if this doesn't work, this meaning the Scott Frost program, and they change coaches, and there's a mass exodus of players. It could get worse before it gets better, for sure. Which that is why we're in a scary situation, in my opinion. Yeah, it could get worse. If it doesn't work this year, if they throw a four and eight, and they have to move on. And, and, and a lot of players decide to move on. It could get worse, okay, before it gets better. Now, rock bottom, I would say this. And I don't mind. Jake, you can, you can hammer me for this if you want. I don't care. I'm not drinking Kool-Aid. I just know this. They have a bowl. They have the sort of talent at Nebraska right now that should get to a bowl game. That should should. We're saying six and six is a bowl. That's a bowl. Well, game. yeah, six and six at the minimum. They they have the level of player across the board. I'm not saying to challenge for the Big Ten title. I'm not saying that, but to get to a bowl game, to get to six, seven, eight, perhaps nine. Yeah, they have that sort of team. So now you got to make that happen. 
you, you have to make that happen if you're Scott Frost because your back is squarely against the wall. All right, but, but you have the guys to do it, so now it has to happen. There's concerns, of, obviously, there's concerns, but I do agree. I think this – I'm glad you illustrated this because it is – it's very alarming, but I do think it's rock bottom. The issue I'm telling you, the, the thing that I'm concerned about is the way it's – they're doing a good job recruiting right now, good especially under the circumstances. I think they've they've sort of overachieved in recruiting. The machine is working pretty well despite this stat. This is real. This does not we're at the point now where this is affecting recruiting. There are guys who are not available to you because you have 15 wins in the Big 10 since 2018. And you're 20 wins behind Iowa right. in that same stretch. Just that's that's stunning. It is a it, it is affecting recruiting. Because it, it has to. Why why would that be alarming? I mean, that's not come on, I'm not breaking new ground here. It's it 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 makes it harder. Kansas State becomes more of a problem to you because of this. Right? Yes. I mean, an extreme example would be if there's a kid considering Kansas State who's also considering Ohio State, Ryan Day might just say, what are we doing here? Just go to Kansas State. I mean, yeah, it's the, true. The, I mean you're considering what, them? Just, yeah, you're not worthy of us. Yeah, what, yeah what's going go on there. here? Why are you considering? What, 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 what are you thinking? But you, you can't – Nebraska can't say that. Not right now. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I, I'm just this. This stat just still bothers me so much. Of course I, it does. Like I did. Did anyone know that since 2018, Iowa has 20 more wins in Nebraska? You knew it. You, in, you might you knew have known it a lot. intuitively. You, you knew it was a lot, it, but yeah. 20. I'll repeat this again. Here's the numbers. I'm gonna say it again. Since 2018, these are the wins by teams in the Big Ten West collectively. Iowa has 35 wins. Wisconsin 31. Minnesota, 30. Very good. Yeah. Northwestern, a little drip, drop down, 22. Mm-hmm. Purdue, 21. Illinois, 17. Nebraska, 15 wins. There's nothing wrong with you throwing out that perspective. I would ask you this question. Why do you think it's rock bottom for Nebraska right now? Well, there's no guarantee that it is, but because you can, you can win two, one, or zero games, mm-hmm. and that would be for, for sure rock bottom. But... Wh- there's just too much potential in this program. There is. I agree with you. Like I agree. With, if I agree a hundred percent with that. If this was, you know, I, I go back to like even like Purdue under Daryl Hazel, the fan, the ah, stands were empty. Yeah. Like that that program has had some success, obviously in the mm-hmm. past. Purdue has, mm-hmm. but there's reason to believe that could go on for a long time. Illinois, same thing. Illinois could be, you know, they could suck forever. Mm-hmm. That they don't have a huge fan base. They don't have a lot going for them. They, they haven't had a lot of success mm-hmm. in Illinois. I, I would believe that rock bottom could could keep going for them. They could have a couple one-win seasons or two-win seasons. I just don't see that as the case at Nebraska. I don't. It's, But you said the key thing. Uh, I mean, there's no guarantees. That's the thing. I've talked to enough players this, <clears throat> this summer a lot, and – I'm convinced that the culture at Nebraska, I, I know you don't like that word, nobody does, it's a buzzword, but it's a, this is a unified program. I mean, it's, they believe, I'm, it, they're, 
I have no doubt about that. I'm, I'm, there's some concerns that if you're a Nebraska fan, you should have. I mean, the quarterback position is a concern. It, it is. It's not. I wouldn't say you'd say it's settled. Okay. Um, I think it has potential to be settled, and it has great potential, but that's got to get worked out. Uh, that that is, and also the how are the offensive staff members. How's that chemistry? I mean, you just don't know because it, it's all—it's pretty new, right? A lot of new, f- yeah. Right, defensive staff, that side of the room. I—I I think that's you don't worry about it. I mean, Chenander and those—that group has been together. They don't have to have long discussions about what they're going to do. The, now, in their fifth year together, the discussions are shorter. Offense has they're doing they're trying something. It's a new look offense. There's a lot to work through there. That's a, that to me is a con, what I would characterize as a concern. I still don't know exactly what that offensive line configuration is going to look like. I like the guys involved, but are you going to put them in the right spots? What are you doing with Turner Corcoran? Is Turner Corcoran going to be a tackle, a guard? Hell, he's or, been mentioned at center. center. Yeah. Right. He's a good player. I, I have a lot of confidence in Turner Corcoran. They have to make sure that they put him in the right spot. I don't know where that's going to be. So, yeah, there's uh, – I'll tell you what, though. These guys they brought in are high-level dudes. O'Shawn Mathis, Devin Drew, Stephon Wynn. Hell, I sat with Kane Williams yesterday. Um, the – they have the right sort of mindset coming in, especially, I would say, especially Mathis and Wynn. Grown men, they they don't they're not coming in here. They're 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 being very cautious about how they acclimate themselves to the program. They're not coming in. Hey man, I'm the dude. I'm the dude. No, no, they're not coming in that way. Both of them said that. No, um, I can't do that. Stephon Winstead at Alabama, they get transfers, but those guys don't come in and say, hey, I'm here, let's roll. No, you, you can't do it that way. Players won't buy it. Even when coming from Alabama, he says he's got to tread lightly. He's got to listen to the guys, and he's got to prove himself. He's only been here since June 10th. Okay, he's got to go through the grind. And prove himself in August before he said before he can be a leader. O'Shawn Mathis is the same way. O'Shawn Mathis is what you want for sure as a player, but he doesn't think of it that way. Like he's got he he feels like he's got to come in and listen to the guys, listen to the guys, and then prove himself in these workouts. Prove himself in August before he can say, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna help lead this team." They got the right guys. Everything, not everything, but it looks, it looks like it's falling into place. We'll see what happens in Dublin, though. From Greg in Myrtle Beach. Greg, I was wondering about I, Greg. I haven't heard from Greg. Yeah, in a long Greg, time. I got to tell you, I was thinking about you yesterday. I was like, wow, we haven't, yeah, heard, we haven't from heard from Greg. From Greg. Yeah, uh, Greg's in the text line at four zero two four six four five six eight five. He says the real culture is poor coaching, lousy development, inferior recruiting. And underachieving. That's why they lose two out of th- two out of every three games, home or away. Well, you want to see 
it starts shifting. Can that shift, though, Greg, do right. you believe that that could shift you this believe, year? You seem to believe that it's shifting. I just think they can't get more. I mean, I, I think three wins is the rock bottom. It's a strange three which wins is, which season, Which is tough though. to put that out in the ether. You know, people could say, well, zero, zero, one or two wins is possible. Do you agree with me that, yes, it could get worse if they make a change. It could get worse before it gets better. They weren't that bad last year, by the way. You know that. But they went three and nine. Three and nine is is somewhat misleading, in my opinion. And that's my opinion. It's not it wasn't a devastating Mike Riley two thousand seventeen type season where they were just getting waylaid, right? Waylaid. Yeah, waylaid. Waylaid by some mediocre teams like Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Demry Croft still running today. Yeah. Crappy quarterback. Yeah. Still running. <laughs> Looks like Gale. He looked like Gale Sayers. Yeah, and he's a crappy quarterback. Not on that day. No, he, yeah, he should have been a Heisman contender that day. Um, four six four five six eight five. John, nope, hang on. Doc says this. It can definitely shift the program, but not under Frost, in my opinion. Well, that's an opinion. That's an opinion. I don't think that's a widespread opinion, by the way. It can shift. I think it's shifting. Now you got to see proof, though. In that, and we're in that type of season. Every game's that type of season now. It was kind of that way last year, but it's more so this year. More definitely more so this year. He got whacked. His contract got whacked. He's up. Is up. He's up. His back's against the wall. The first six games are going to be very important for Scott Frost's future as a head coach. We all know that. But I think it's shifting. The beautiful thing is, we're going to see it. We're going to see if it is. It's it's going to be interesting. And it all starts in Dublin. It all starts in Dublin. But I would reiterate, it can get worse. But I believe that would it would be because you're making a change. Because like, that portal, Jake, there's a lot of kids are jumping in if you make that change. That, oh, God, I don't even... I don't even know what to think about that whole discussion. What else are you hearing? Uh, Texture, I, I think, is not high on Scott Frost. Says, I don't think it would get worse than 3-9 and nine with the coaching change. Well, first of all, mathematically, obviously it could get worse. Um, um, you usually have a couple easy non-conference games. Okay. Um, I'm telling you, though. Yeah, tell that to Lance Leipold. I mean, yeah, Kansas, it can, it can get worse. Doc is back again. Yes, Doc. Doc D-O-C-K. is on fire today. DOCK. Yes. It shouldn't take for your job to be on the line to make big changes. That's exactly what Scott Frost did. So if he really was, if he was really serious, he would, would have to make changes when it was clear he wasn't going to work after the second year. Well, I mean, yes and no. Clearly, he believed in what he was doing out of the gate, and then his line of thinking had to change, for instance, with his assistant coaches. I think, Doc, that there was a obviously a period of time, specifically after UCF went undefeated, where he thought he had the right staff. That can change after you land in a situation where it, it becomes pretty evident that it wasn't the – like you didn't have the right offensive line coach, for instance. You didn't know that right off. And you weren't even positive. I mean, think about Jake. Think about the pandemic season. They were, they went to Rutgers and ran the ball very well. 
So you don't make a move at offensive. If he would have made the move with his offensive line coach after the pandemic season, the 220 season, would you have said, huh, they ran the ball really well? At one game. Well, it wasn't just one game, but it was they ran the ball they, pretty They ran it really well for one game. Really well. Right. Really. So it would it'd be understandable to say, well, that was a nice game, but the, the whole season But if he counts. would have made a move, it would have been kind of curious at that point, I think. The season was still a loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, the season was bad. Right. No, so it wouldn't have been that shocking, even with Sh- one good game. I didn't say game. shocking. It would have been like, huh. I, think it I, been, I disagree huh. a little bit. I think the, a the lot of people would have said, you got to give Austin a, a chance here. I mean, I think a lot of people would have said fourth that. fourth year. Now, which right. Which it was. Which right. it was. He got a right. fourth year. Right. And then it became evident. Scott, Scott made the change when it became glaringly evident that there needed to be a change. But he thought, and he – erroneously, that he had the right staff coming out of UCF. He didn't. Well, he's fortunate to get a fifth year with all that being said. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, you say that, though. You remember the conversation when Scott was hired. I don't care what it was. Yeah, seven we year run, Seven-year runway. Right, with the, with the ideal that in the first four years you'd make a bowl game in one of them. Mm-hmm. I, get I mean, it. they were a preseason top 25 team a second year. Yeah, that's, after a four and eight season. I get it. I get it. <laughs> the conversation, like, we can't put that all and say, oh, we, yeah, but you said this. I don't care. I didn't expect for 15 and 29 to could happen. Least, Nobody said that. Could you at least acknowledge that you should never do that again? Yeah. Say, we're not. Whoever comes in here, I don't care if it's 2023 or 2063. Don't. Say seven year runway. I, mean, I think people thought seven by four runway. years he'd have one Big Ten West title at least. Yeah, no more of that. And they've won fifteen. We're going to give this guy as long as he wants. Nah, no, 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 no. That you can't do that. You can't do that. It, it, it's not. It. You need to feel more heat than that as a head coach. They're saying I got seven years, guys. I mean. I'm not saying you take it easy, but human nature is not to not to maybe be worry about things as much as you should be. That's what I'm saying. Does well, that make sense to you? Yeah, I got it. When we come back, Rob Gronkowski bids farewell yes. again to the NFL. And, and you asked a good question. Is he the best tight end to ever play the game? I will have an answer on we'll that. We'll discuss that next on Early Break on the Ticket. Yeah.